Tonight, I want to talk about a word that I've been meditating and um, just tell you what it has come to. Um, and it's going to be a lesson. We're going to be really looking at some scriptures tonight. So get your Bibles ready. We'll be looking at the King James and the Amplified Classic Translation. Lord, we thank you so much for this word. We thank you so much for your mindfulness of us, for your attention to us. We thank you, God, for your personalization, how you give us a word and you empower it just for us. Not just for us as in only for us, but just for us in the way that we understand it, in the way that we need it, in the way that we can receive it, and in the way that we can glean from it and then share with others. We thank you for that. We thank you. We thank you for your love and we thank you for your desire to share yourself with us. We thank you. And we don't take it for granted. We don't take you for granted. Father, we come to you with all of our attention. We come with our minds stayed on you in the name of Jesus. We cast all our cares upon you. We remove ourselves from all distractions in the name of Jesus. And we just come to worship you. We just come to fellowship with you around your word. We just come to hear what's on your mind. We, hear, we, come, to, to, we come to hear what you would share with us. We are your captive audience because you choose to. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this gift. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. And as always, what God has for us is so special. It's so special. Um, you know that for much of the year, well over half the year, I've been meditating Psalm 3527. So let's turn there. Psalm 3527. We're going to put our eyes on it. And when somebody has it, will you please read it? In the King James. I got it. Okay. Let them okay. shout for joy and be glad their favor, my righteousness, my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen. Amen. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. When God started speaking to me about this, you know, uh, of course, he explained it to me in context, in the context that it is written. But then he started speaking to me as himself. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. And I was like, okay, God, what is your righteous cause? Then he goes on to say, yay. <laughs> Let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So what is God's righteous cause? God's righteous cause is our prosperity. And when we think about a cause, like right now it's Christmas time, people are having fundraisers, they're having food drives, they're doing things and there are things all throughout the year. Somebody's fighting for a cause, raising money for a cause. What is this cause and how can we rally behind God? God's cause 
is our prosperity. He wants us to rally behind him. Let them be glad and shout for joy and let them continually say, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in my prosperity and in the prosperity of his servant. I laugh. I keep saying my prosperity because the scripture is so personal to me now. He's talking about me. He's talking about you too, but he's talking about me. Okay. So, as I've been meditating the scripture, you know, it came out, all right, Lord, we magnify you. I magnify you. I make you the biggest thing that I see, regardless what, regardless of what is going on. You are the biggest thing I see. Regardless of all the voices and all the chatter and all the noise, your voice is the loudest voice I hear. In spite of all that's going on in the government, all that's going on in the world, all that's even going on in the church, Lord, you are the biggest influence in my life. I magnify you above all. And then it got to the point where I understood that I wasn't just to magnify him, excuse me, I wasn't just to magnify him above the negative things, the problems, the circumstances, the situations, the challenges, the obstacles, but I was also to magnify him above things that I liked, above things that I liked. Yes, Lord, thank you for blessing me and teaching me how to edit these videos and get the word out to your people. But he told me, all right, I want you to start shutting it down at 9.30. Well, the videos and getting the word out, that's good. But what God says is better. And I need to magnify his voice and his desire above my desire. And I need to understand that even though this is good, God is always best. Okay. So now here's the thing. Am I saying that I hit the mark every time? Nope. Am I saying that I did it every time? Nope. Am I saying that I looked at the clock and said, oh, it's 930, time to start shutting down and shut down? Nope. <laughs> I didn't get it right away. I didn't do it right away. I don't hit it 100% of the time. I'm being totally transparent with you. But my want to is there. My will to do what he said is there. And he's working it in me. We're going to talk more about that um, in a bit. He knows that my heart is to be obedient. And the question might be, well, Catherine, then why aren't you? Well, because I'm in the flesh. I'm in the flesh. And my flesh is still being sanctified. And we're moving towards that. But here is the prophetic word that goes out. Lord, I magnify you. I let the Lord be magnified. Lord, I magnify you above even my desires. I magnify you. And so then as I continue to meditate the scripture, ooh, ooh, let the, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Lord, you have pleasure in my prosperity? Well, I align my pleasure with your pleasure. Your pleasure is my pleasure. My pleasure is your pleasure. You have pleasure in my prosperity, I have pleasure in my prosperity. So now I'm, a, I'm agreeing with God and I'm coming into alignment with God. Okay. And then he began to minister to me as that he has total, yeah, absolute pleasure in our prosperity. Uh, have you ever heard anybody talk about the temperature, temperature and they say it's absolute what is it? It's absolute zero, absolute freezing, absolute cold, absolute something. But it's it's cold and it's absolute. 
When something is absolute, that's all there is. And I believe I heard Brother Copeland explain it this way. When it's, you know, absolute cold, absolute, there is no heat. There is no heat there. No heat. So where God has absolute pleasure in our prosperity, there is no displeasure in our prosperity. He absolutely desires for us to be prosperous. He absolutely, there is not even an ounce of displeasure in our prospering. Well, well, to the same degree that he has absolute pleasure in our prosperity, he has absolute displeasure in anything that would hinder us from experiencing that displeasure, for uh, experiencing that prosperity. Wow. I mean, not even a little bit, not even a little, not even a little bit. He, he has no, he, anything that would hinder our prosperity, even a little bit, he has absolute displeasure in. Wow. So again, these are faith statements. Lord, just as your pleasure is my pleasure, your displeasure is my displeasure. I have absolute displeasure for anything and everything that will keep me from experiencing your prosperity. These are things that I've been meditating, like I said, for the better part of the year now. And whereas I'm not seeing absolute obedience in my actions, I'm seeing where I'm moving towards it. I'm seeing where I get convicted easier and faster, where before these are things that I didn't even recognize. I'm seeing where my desire is increasing. So I know the word is bringing about a change in me. All right, so absolute pleasure in, um, in my prosperity, absolute displeasure in anything that hinders me from prosperity. So Lord, I am in alignment with you. Your pleasure is my pleasure. Your displeasure is my displeasure. All right, so now I've been speaking this, I've been reading this, I've been praying this, I've been meditating this, I'm learning to live this. All right. So now I find that when I'm studying different scriptures, I hear Psalm 35, 27 through it all. I hear it through it all. So turn with me to Psalm, don't go far, 36. We're going to look at verses 7 through 10 in the Amplified Classic. So when somebody has that, please read it. Psalm 36, verses 7 through 10 in the Amplified Classic. I can read it. Okay. How, how precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of men take refuge and put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They relish and feast on the abundance of your house, and you cause them to drink of the stream of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see, in your light do we see light. Oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you, your righteousness, salvation, to the upright in heart. Amen. Amen. Sounds like prosperity to me. 
let's go back to verse 7 first how precious is your steadfast love oh god the children of men take refuge and put their trust under the shadow of your wings so this part when i read this i'm going to go through it verse by verse and i'm going to give you as much as holy spirit allows me to because i've got so much but he's going to give us exactly what we need tonight all i heard was let the lord be magnified let the lord be magnified how precious is your steadfast love O god the children of men take refuge and put their trust under the shadow of your wings regardless of what's going on in the world regardless of the danger that's all around regardless of the catastrophes and the injustice and all of this i'm going to trust under the shadow of your wings you be magnified above all that trouble verse 8 still talking about the children of men and listen to the words now they relish and feast on the abundance of your house that sounds like god wants me to enjoy him doesn't it to relish and to feast on the abundance of his house he's not like all right this is it i'm putting this on the table and once that's gone it's gone that's it or uh i know we've all heard this money doesn't grow on trees right no we get to relish and feast on the abundance of his house his god's house oh my goodness and then it says and you cause them to drink of the stream of your pleasures of the stream of your pleasures well he has pleasure in my prosperity i get to drink from the stream of his pleasures one of which is my prosperity i get to drink freely from it his stream doesn't run out glory to god then here oh i'm loving this verse nine still magnifying the lord above everything else for with you is the fountain of life so my mind goes to adam and eve when they had the choice of the trees and instead of eating from the tree of life they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but here the psalmist says for with you and i'm hearing and you alone is the fountain of life I magnify you above all these other options out here. For with you and you alone is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. You know, we're all about light be around here. Light, revelation, illumination. In your light, in your truth, in your revelation do we see light. I don't care what social media is saying. I don't care what the Democrats are saying. I don't care what the Republicans are saying. I don't care what religion is saying. I don't care what sinners are saying. Lord, in your light, we see light. We magnify you above all. Now keep your finger here because it takes me to, again, magnifying God above all. Turn to Psalm, keep your finger here, turn to Psalm 16. Wait a minute, sorry. This is going to be in the Passion Translation. But you can look at it in your Bible or however else you want to get it. Psalm 16, verse 5, in the Passion Translation. Okay. And when you're ready, let me know. I will read it. Ready. Yahweh, you alone are my inheritance now here's the part you are my prize my pleasure and my portion you 
are my prize, my pleasure, and my portion. The rest of the verse says, you hold my destiny and its timing in your hands. But the part I want to focus on, you are my prize, my pleasure, and my portion. And the rhema I got out of that, which was actually, it, it, it became a cry of my heart. God, you are my choice. You're my number one choice. You're my only choice. I magnify you above all. Hallelujah. All right, so now going back to Psalm 36, and we're in verse um, 10 now. And it says, Oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you, your righteousness, salvation to the upright in heart. That word righteousness, you've heard me talk about it as it is amplified in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then the amplification says, God's way of doing and being right. Well, as I have been continuing to meditate, Psalm 35, 27, the Lord was ministering to me, and I, I was looking at that word righteousness, and here's what I heard. God's way of doing, being, and having right. Having everything that he wants us to have. And out of this Psalm 35, 27 came my prayer, Lord, I desire to receive on the same level that you desire to bless. And I began to minister that to God's love song, minister that to you all in discipleship way, minister that we desire to receive on the same level you desire to bless. And then a couple of months ago, the Lord um, took us up a notch. It's, I mean, and it goes in levels wherever you are, but he moved me from we desire to receive on the same level that you desire to bless to we receive on the same level you desire to bless. In other words, I've purposed in my heart to receive on the same level that you've desired to bless. Your pleasure is my pleasure. Your displeasure is my displeasure. I line up with that and I purpose in my heart to receive on the same level you desire to bless. Hallelujah. And then last week, as I was ministering this and I was I was praying it, and as I got ready to say, we receive on the same level you desire to bless, I heard in my spirit so loud that this is what I prayed. We live on the same level you desire to bless. Hallelujah. So do you see the progression as you stay in it? As you stay in it, it goes deeper. We live on the same level you desire to bless. And so looking at, uh, oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you, your righteousness, your way of doing, being, and having right. Well, we're that much more to doing, being, and having right. That is his salvation um, to the upright in heart. That word upright means right, and it means pleasing in the eyes of God agreeable to God. It doesn't necessarily mean that we get it right. Well, it doesn't mean that we get it right all the time. But it means that we're coming into agreement with him, and that's how we are agreeable to him. And now he says, ah, now I've got something to work with. All right, you're going to get that 930 shutdown time. You're going to get it. You're doing better. Well, I was doing pretty good until about a week ago. Um, When you're doing good, get in bed by 10. But now I want you to unwind before you get into bed. So we're going to work on that 930 shutdown time. 
you know, he, he, I'm agreeable to him. And because I'm agree or because I put myself in agreement with him, I'm agreeable to him. And he's working on me, glory to God. And that's going to bring back the, bring about the alignment with him. Amen. And so looking at that word righteousness again, your righteousness to the upright in heart. So it's his way, God's way of doing, being, and having right. And then think about, Lord, we live on the same level that you desire to bless. His righteousness is his way of living. And I heard you say, his way is the only way to live, to live and enjoy life. Forget all this, say la vie, such is life. Um, life happens. That is not what Jesus came to give us. Jesus came to give us so way, God's quality of life and that life more abundantly. So God's righteousness is living the way God wants us to live by doing, being, and having right. And how do we do that? By being totally dependent on him. Being totally dependent. Nothing about having to muster anything up ourselves. As a matter of fact, what we need to do with ourselves, and this is where the Lord is taking us in this season, this next season, what we need to do is deny ourselves. We need to die to self, which is where the Lord has taken me here recently in studying. Now, I know when we get to talking about denying ourselves, that's not too popular. That's not too great. Ouch, don't like it. I'm going to do like my little girl did with her hearing aids. She just turned them off. She didn't want to hear it. But Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him take up his cross, deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, right? Just for the sake of looking at it, let's look at Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Yes, 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 yes. As a matter of fact, let's read, let's read uh, King James. Let's read Luke chapter 9, and we'll start it. We'll read verses 23 through 25. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? Yes. And in, um, the, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, that last verse, it says, For what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So if we try to save our life, our way of doing things, we're going to lose it. But if we lay down our way of doing things in favor of taking his way of doing things, we'll find life. We'll receive life. We'll have life. But... In order for this to happen, he says, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. 